0: Hey everybody, welcome to Take the Black Live, the show are myself, Dan Selke of WintersComing.net and Mia Johnson of Fansided.com talk all things Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, fantasy, sci-fi, superheroes, nerdy stuff, geeky things, things of this nature. Thanks everybody for coming, I see a lot of people in there today. Who's all, who's all here, Mia?
1: We've got Freddie. we've got Julie, Martha, Deborah, Julie again, <laughs> hello <laughs> to everyone.
0: Yes. Hello, everybody. All right. So, as usual, lots happened. New York Comic Con happened this week. Yeah. this This past weekend. Yeah?
1: Oh, boy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what day it, it is. it has been a long week so for me.
0: <laughs> I mean, I was at a different con when that was going on. You mm-hmm. went to a big press event this weekend. Yeah. We have cons coming up. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. But first, I mean, I, I like trying to start these things off. At least start it off with a Game of Thrones, Song of Spire so topic. And you know what, George R. R. Martin, author of A Fire, is in Chicago right now.
1: <gasps> Why isn't he right here? Why right isn't now? he right mm. here? Why don't we get that? Mm. That would been right. amazing. This show is canceled until he's back. No, oh no, no. God. We've got stuff to talk about. It's fine.
0: We do, but I mean, he, he's, he's he's in Chicago to get a literary award, the Carl Sandburg Literary Award. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it's very prestigious. <laughs> and uh, wouldn't that be cool if we can get him into the studio?
1: I know, <laughs> I know. Just like you know, I don't know how to lure him in here. Like, what do we, you know, like free, free book writing oh, consultation help. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> right he, obviously
0: he desperately needs us to promote his new book, <laughs> The Winds of Winter. How else will he get the word out?
1: I don't know. I, I don't know if anybody's going to read it. Who? I don't know, man.
0: <laughs> mm. Speaking of which, he's talking to people about it. He talked to um, John Cass, at the Tribune. Do you ever read him, by the way?
1: The Tribune?
0: Yeah. Mm. John Cass. I think it's kind of pompous. Mm. But he interviewed, I've read his columns for a while. He interviewed George R. 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 Martin, and, um, you know, he kind of gave us an update about okay. uh, The Winds of Winter, that uh, that long-and-coming sixth book in his series. Yeah. And just kind of explain, we all know it's taken forever since 2011, mm-hmm. <laughs> eight years <laughs> and counting, and just kind of put into context why it's taking so long. Okay. And he said a bunch of stuff, but I'll read one bit. Okay. Uh, there was a period where the show caught and passed me, and I hadn't anticipated that happening. So there was a tremendous <laughs> amount of stress on me for a few years, a few years ago, when that was about to happen but hadn't happened yet. And I was desperately trying to finish wins and stay ahead, and it didn't work. The amount of stress that was on me at the time slowed me down rather than speeding me up. Now that the show is over, any stress in that regard is done. But of course, we have five successor shows in various stages of development, and one of them has just finished shooting, the pilot episode in Northern Ireland, and another one's very close to getting a pilot order. I'm involved with all of those as well. His basic takeaway was... Um, the reason it's taking a long time, according to him, mm-hmm. is that he's involved in a lot of other things, mm-hmm. which he is. The, yeah, yeah. So here's... It's not wrong. He, it, like To me, it's, 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 it's like the irony of it. Yeah. Where <laughs> if Game of Thrones and the series hadn't been as successful, it would probably already be out, like mm. the final books. Yeah. But if it hadn't been as successful, people wouldn't care so much. Yeah. Or in such numbers. Because he's basically saying, okay... You know, fans, fan expectations stress me out. Right. I have millions of people waiting for this book to come out, which is very gratifying. <laughs> but some of them are extremely impatient. Some of them are full of their own ideas about the fates of various characters. I'm glad they get emotionally involved. Sometimes I yearn for the days when I could just work in quiet obscurity. Aww. But those days are gone for me. I'm afraid this is the reality of my life now. Yeah. So expectations put stress on him. The fact that he's now involved in, you know, Game of Thrones successor shows. I mean, yeah. he consults on them. Yeah. He's executive producing a show called Who Fears Death, like an Afrofuturist sci-fi story for HBO.
1: And that's, oh, obviously, like, completely separate. Completely ones. separate. Oh, okay. he has,
0: his wildcard show is being produced by Hulu. I don't think he's involved in that one, but still, okay. he must, like, you know, consult yeah. a little bit. Um, so it's you, this... And, you know, some people, like, they don't... Some people are driven by pressure.
1: Yeah, and, like, I get it. it. it yeah, and some people, you, like,
0: completely, you know, get crushed under the pressure. Right.
1: To me, I feel like it's a game of priorities
0: uh-huh.
1: and not to say like i'm in his specific position but i think we've no, all been in place right <laughs> we've all been in places where we just have a ton of crap to do on our to-do list um and it feels <laughs> monumental again not as monumental as you know producing all these shows and having to write a huge novel and i hope it's not like hypocritical of me to like To be like this is my advice because obviously i'm not in this position (laughs) but it you know what to me it it seems like you need to prioritize what needs my attention and what could be on the back burner and of course if you've got see i don't know like how many people like he can trust to help push out those shows as well right you know the more famous you get the more help you're gonna need very true so if he needs some minions
0: to do his work which he he, he sure. literally calls his assistants <laughs> minions. Like that, that's not that's not I'm not lying. That's what he calls them. Oh my god! I mean, he also, he also started like a nonprofit foundation. Yeah. You know, one of the things is like when you get famous, you have a bigger platform. Mm-hmm. Of course, you want to do more stuff. Yeah. But then it's this it, again. I, I think there's an irony to it. Not quite a tragic irony yet, because yeah, we can start right. with the books. Yeah. But I really do think that if they hadn't been a success, the show or the book series. They'd probably already be out, but then it wouldn't matter as much because exactly. it wouldn't be so rabid for exactly. them. But the fact that they're rabbit for them is why they is why the push pressure on it, which slows them down even more. It's yeah, it's not a great cycle.
1: It it really isn't, and I I, I do feel terribly bad.
0: For do them you? I was going to ask. Do you feel bad? Do you feel? By the way, I'm getting some reviews about my impression over here.
1: Oh, come on. Um. Well, I think, you know what? All we need is the hat. And if we put the <laughs> hat on, you wouldn't song. be able to tell who was who.
0: Is that a British accent, <laughs> Louise asks? And Bonnie knows it's George's voice. Very true. Thank you. And Corinne thinks he should not try to do an impression, <laughs> which, fair. Um.
1: <laughs> it's all right. It's it's nothing professional. But um, yeah, it's like in a way, because like I said, we've all like, felt and we've all felt sure, the pressure yeah. to like get a ton of things done so in a way i do sympathize with him for that uh but it's like yeah if you need to put some projects and like you know i th- I think right now the priority to me would be getting the rest of the books out because that's I mean, what the fans want
0: and i think it is the priority yeah. but it doesn't discount the fact that he's he can he can do whatever he wants and he does he does have more things on his plate, yeah. even if, like, he, he gives another big speech about, not a speech, he, he talked about how, um, you know, when he's working on the books and when it's going well, he, like, lies in bed at night and just thinks unbidden about what hmm. would Arya do in the situation, what would Tyrion do? <laughs> and, I mean, now yeah. he's lying in bed and thinking about, like, his nonprofit organization, yeah, just, like, I not being it. able to it. not think yeah. about it. And he says, I need to get back. I really have to get one. I have to put myself on a state where I'm not being distracted by other stuff. And that period of time when I just filled with the voices of Tyrion Lannister and Arya Stark and the other fictional characters who live inside of me. It's like a nasally kind of higher voice that I enjoy doing.
1: I don't even think I heard what you said. I was just like, <laughs> okay. get <at> the
0: voice. <laughs> it wasn't great, Dan. <laughs> I love it, but uh, okay, yeah. I, I'll, I'll take you into yeah, account and not do it anymore. I, I feel like the reviews are uh, overall. You know poured. what?
1: I think he needs a writing buddy. And actually, Nano Remo is coming up. You know, oh, on a November is. writing challenge. So if he can get a buddy <laughs> and a and hold him uh, accountable to some deadlines. You know, like, you need someone, like, people even do this with, like, exercising and all that. Like, you need somebody to hold you accountable because it's really hard it's to trust yourself. It's very true. So, I think he just needs that person to kind of be like, okay, we got to get five chapters done in two months. What can you do? And, you know, I'm sure people will be glad to, to uh, send him some applications.
0: I thought it was a hobbit <gasps> crossed with Gollum. Good effort for trying, though. Okay, oh. I'll take that.
1: Cap so so just, a, just a small round of applause I agree with you. Effort. And, um, you
0: know, he'll be in Chicago for a, a few days. Hey, mm-hmm. uh, Martin, if you want to come by, take the Black Live and speak to us about anything you want. Um, we won't even mention Game of Thrones, Long, Rise, and Fire. Feel absolutely free. Oh, yeah. We would love oh, to yeah. have you here.
1: Yeah, we'll make some space.
0: <laughs> Somehow. I'll, I'll, I'll leave. You can just sit here yeah. for whatever <laughs> <and> just talk.
1: <laughs> just talk.
0: All right. So that's our George R. R. Martin update. Oh, um, boy. You know, he, was, he, he went to Northwestern.
1: Oh, university? Yeah, university. All of right, so was, said, That's
0: why he's back. So he knows Chicago All so right. well.
1: not my school, but go him. I mean, it's, it's, it's Chicago, <laughs> Yeah, right? yeah, it's, says, it's a local, yeah, connection. There's like a
0: giant blizzard in 67 that he's people have, like, theorized, but have inspired the wall because there Ooh. were, like, giant things of ice, but I don't think that's true. Mm. Anyway, um, in other news, New York Comic Con, the second biggest uh, pop culture convention yep. of the year, happened over this weekend. Yep. Um, if you were to choose one thing from it that you kind of stood out, what would it be? We'll, you know we'll, what? We'll, we'll just limit it to one thing because like yeah. lots of stuff oh, happened. We so got, much. you know, Picard was being talked about yeah. a lot. What else made big buzz there? Watchmen, Watchmen uh, did a bunch of stuff.
1: Yeah. There was some Marvel game stuff that I really liked. But uh, my favorite thing was the kind of like teaser for Free Guy. What starring... manner
0: of teaser was so it? So
1: what they did, this is starring Ryan Reynolds. You can see Joe Curie from Stranger Things, mm-hmm. um, even Laurel Howry, and uh, Taiko Waititi, who's not there.
0: Oh, Taika Waititi?
1: yeah okay Cool. so he's in it and so what the teaser was it wasn't a trailer but it was just kind of like a cast like oh hey we're so happy sure. to be here and and be in the movie and then it turns into a joke um of course it did. where <laughs> it's better if you have seen it but you know they uh taika waititi and ryan reynolds are talking about how they never worked together and then all of a sudden it's like no yes you guys have and come to find out, they worked in Green Lantern together, which should oh. which should just never be mentioned at all. So that was quite. Was Pike
0: as a director or an? He actor? He had a
1: role or... in it. Did he? Yeah, he mm-hmm. did. It very much forgettable. <laughs> yeah, so that's that... why no
0: one. <laughs> what about movie intrigue? Like about why is this the your movie. Pick?
1: So the movie is about Ryan Reynolds who discovers that he's a non playable character in a video game. And
0: <laughs> I love that we've entered this phase yeah. <laughs> of movies where we're like riffing on this topic. Yeah.
1: And so it looks like he's in kind of like he might be in like a grand theft auto type world or something Mm -hmm. like that. He works with a like bank teller and the bank's getting robbed. But to me, and I wrote a story about this, I was like, This sounds like the Sims movie that we never got. It does. Where like the character becomes very self aware. And not so much like, you know, we have like Ralph uh what is that breaks, breaks the, the internet. internet and all that stuff for, like ready player one this one is more about those video game characters so that has really got me pumped and has got a great cast
0: wait really quick question it does sound it does sound intriguing yeah i love that video game movies are now becoming more high concept like oh, yeah. that like i love the history of them you had that, yeah. like really rough period <laughs> where like the, the very first ones were just <laughs> terrible so, mm, no and now I think the kids who play video games are getting old enough to, like, make sophisticated movies about them. Exactly. So, we'll start seeing better stuff. Exactly. By the way, Caleb asked, do you guys know when the next show set in Georgia's World will air? Um, nobody knows, Caleb, but they shot a pilot. So, you know, not too, like, maybe ne- as early as next year, even. Yeah. If they yeah, could, like, awesome. uh, uh, get it snappy on. So, I don't think we are waiting that much longer for a Martin show. Like, 2020 at the latest. But we'll see. Um, I... Saw a bunch of stuff, yeah. but um, I liked *His Dark Materials*, Ooh, which is a new yeah, show coming yeah. to HBO.
1: Which I was at the panel for that at San Diego Comic Con.
0: Does that yeah. interest you? That's that's you a that's what? a trilogy uh, by Philip Pullman. Right, right. Kind of, it's fantasy, It's a fantasy show. It's on HBO, so it, it's kind of like a post Game of Thrones thing where they mm-hmm. wanted to fill this fantasy hole. But it, it's a different sort of like. It's not medieval based, right? It's it's steampunk. Steam, a little yeah, bit, I was going to say if that anything. <laughs> but it's also quite british mm-hmm. and it's kind of mannered and um uh, it kind of brings in like some like gypsy influences yeah. and again like steampunk okay. zeppelins like there's <laughs> like there's like a, there's like a oxford college like kind of english uh higher education angle to it it's it's a pretty fun mix and I I liked the books I think they could do really well if they adapt
1: and you know what it seems like the difference between like what we saw at comic-con and then new york Mm comic-con it seems this new trailer seemed a lot darker for some reason like the first trailer was kind of just like oh yeah this is a cool fantasy world and you've got like animal companions and stuff like that and now it's just like, and this is gonna be really dark and this little girl's gonna to have to fight for her life. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Why don't we
0: find out what it's a little bit like by watching part of the trailer?
1: Yeah. Let's roll it. I set out for the North some 12 months ago and this is the first of the discoveries I made.
0: A myriad of worlds of which the Magisterium controls only one. For centuries, they have been trying to keep us where they want us. One on these. You promised the Magisterium you'd control Hazrium.
1: Then we'll need to take the matter into our own
0: hands. Lyra, yeah. there's a great change coming that will threaten us all. I'm going to give you something.
1: What does it do?
0: It has a part to play in all this, and a major one.
1: Tell me where the Alethiometer is.
0: So, again, I think. I, I like the setting, and I, I think the source material is very, very strong. If you haven't read the books, they're just they're they're what they have a lot of care put into them.
1: Oh yeah, that's
0: I think have you ever read them? I've done that's what I've heard. Yeah, they, they, they're, they're stuff, quite yeah. solid, and I like that they're confined to like three seasons, and you're out.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm glad
0: they're not gonna like, yeah, because I like uh, uh, American Gods on Stars is like I read that book too. Short, mm-hmm. little, fun book, fantasy book. And they're like on their third season and it's like this is not
1: yeah i don't i don't really like dragging things out past the point of it just like you know at some point it's gonna get washed up so like if this like specifically knows they're like okay we're gonna have three seasons we're gonna make sure we hit the books and everything you know that sounds good to me exactly yeah
0: <laughs> louie's looking for the materials out of the books i do too mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to like describe it though do you agree, Louise? Because it's so different than a lot of other things I read. But I'm looking forward to it a lot. Anyway, uh, what are the names of those books? His Dark Materials. You got The Golden Compass mm-hmm. or The Northern Lights in England, uh, The Subtle Knife, and The Amber Spyglass. All solid stuff. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, New York Comic Con. We've actually gone to a lot of cons lately. Yeah, busy, this past weekend, I went to Stranger Con <laughs> here in Rosemont, <laughs> Illinois, or Chicago. Um, so I wish of all things stranger things. And it was rather adorable. Aww. So you can see with this picture of all the cosplayers up there on the stage. It Aww, was it was pretty that. cute. You know, everybody's got like, you know, they're, did you watch the third season? Mm-hmm. Like at Steve Scoops from the Scoops of yeah. was very popular. <laughs> Elevens, I did like, like it's a lot of it was, was younger. I did like a few of, there were like a few older people who were like dressed as the kids. Yeah. And that was <laughs> fun. Um, but yeah, it, it was a good time. You know, I've been to like a Game of Thrones cons now. I've been yeah. to like the all three con kind of throneses, and they're a lot of fun. And it was it was fun like how different the panels were. Like they had Caleb McLaughlin who plays uh, Lucas yeah. do a panel, and and his sister too who plays uh, Erica. Who was, who, yeah, she, oh, she, what a she, sweetheart! She, she's a blast. <laughs> but I liked how in the Game of, and that's my incredibly fuzzy, melty face picture oh, of him on my phone. Ten
1: out of ten photography. <laughs> <laughs> it's my phone,
0: okay. No. Uh, anyway, so what? what but about these Game of Thrones cons and people are talking to like to Nikolai while down on the stage, and they ask him things like, you know, what did Jamie mean in this scene when he said this thing to Cersei? Or like, how yeah. did you approach this one angle from this one scene in episode season three episode yeah, four? Yeah, getting
1: like really into the specifics. And again,
0: <laughs> no judgment. This is this was adorable. But like every single question for Caleb was from a twelve to thirteen year old girl, and they always <laughs> preface it with "I love you so much."
1: Aww.
0: Oh, they were they were like fl- it, it. was like the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cute. You know, obviously it it, it, it skewed younger. They, yeah. they're, they're parents yeah. their parents were kids there. It, yeah. it was it was fun. Though. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's really nice. And you
0: also went a a a media event recently. Yeah, and
1: I'm I'm so knocked out. So. <laughs> um this past Monday, I went to a really big media event for all the Chicago uh, NBC shows. So Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, Chicago PD. And so... Um, That right there, they had an interactive portion where you could, like, become basically a cast member on set. So, that was, like, the Chicago Med portion. That's the guy who plays uh, Dr. Will Halstead. (laughs) And so, it's like you get your, like, scrub. Well, not really the scrubs. But you get your gown on. You learn how to do, like, CPR. Oh, that's cool. And they have, like, actual, like, not just the actors, but actual professionals, like, guiding you into, like, how they... They're really basically consultants and they're the people who consult everyone on set. So that was really cool. Um, I also got to do the firefighter training, (laughs) which was so intense. I was wearing like, well, obviously not there, but they had me put on the full gear. Really, And that stuff is super, super duper heavy. You've got the boots, the pants, the jacket, the oxygen tank.
0: Um, was it like hard to move and all of It that? was really
1: hard to move on top of having a mask on where I could like barely breathe. So I was like, wow, this is a great simulation.
0: Did they like have you put out a fire? Oh
1: God, no. Thank goodness, no. Um, if you can see in the background, that weird thing, there's a <laughs> yeah. body in the bed. So we had to do a rescue mission where, where you would go, you come into the apartment and you have to find the body without being able to see yeah, much and naturally. then bring him out of the apartment. So... <laughs> There's that body. My team Did rescued you him in oh, a record amount of time. We were like one of the best. So I have to uh, I have to brag a little bit about uh, me and my other fellow journalists who worked together. But it was really fun just to interview the cast. Um, it was pretty much all day. And I'll get some stories written up about that. Because uh, they have a crossover episode coming up,
0: which anything, would be really cool. Anything stand out to you from the interviews? Did you learn anything? You see? Okay, you, first of all, yeah. it's really quickly. <laughs> How many of these shows are there? Chicago there, Med, Chicago Fire, NPD, NPD,
1: yeah, the cop show. So okay, there's so three. three. One was canceled, which was Chicago Justice. Oh. Um, and so, um, yeah, the biggest thing that they they really wanted to talk about the crossover, which is kind of interesting. It, it's kind of like they were like, it might even be like The Walking Dead, because like a big infection is <laughs> going to break out, that. and then it's going to oh, spread, and so it okay. takes all three of like the investigative units. To figure out and to do their job about how to contain it, who's to blame, and so on and so
0: forth. So, like someone gets infected Mm -hmm. and starts a grease fire in their apartment, and then they go to the hospital, (laughs) the fire blazes up, and they're on parole.
1: Right? I think you solved it. I don't even think anyone needs to watch anymore. Oh, (laughs) darn it. But no, yeah, it was a it was a really cool experience, and like it's not just a show a that I like typically tune into. But I was like, you know what, I love those guys were so great, and I was like, I'm really gonna tune in to see That's cool. um, The crossover it airs next week, so that'll be cool. Sweet.
0: I mean, yeah. I have I have I have not watched any of them. But they does sound fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're
1: able. practically BFFs now, so you know, we just <laughs> you want to come to set, yeah.
0: And before we circle back to a final Game of Thrones thing, yeah, um, I want to bring up a topic that you. Definitely have seen before, and I've seen before, uh, Marvel movies, very Uh popular, very big, very Hmm. happening. And there is some discourse going around this week that I thought we could dive into a little bit. I'd love to hear your opinions, people, uh, listening in internet land about this. Hmm. So, Martin Scorsese, legendary, legendary, I I want to clarify, legendary director. Very, I I love Martin Scorsese. I mean, Goodfellas, Casino, just, yeah, I do. I love his work. I love his work. Um, I hear The Irishman's great. I haven't had time to watch it yet on Netflix. I don't know. Is it out? Yeah, it's out. I I set aside like five hours of my life and just watch it. (laughs) Um, He was talking to Empire, about the movie, and he Mm -hmm. had something to say about Marvel movies. He said, I don't see Marvel movies. I tried, you know, but but that's not cinema. Honestly, the closest I can think of them, as well-made as they are with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances, is theme parks. Mm. It isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. So, he's saying this about the most successful um, string of movies maybe ever. I mean, it's quite possibly probably next
1: to Star Wars.
0: (laughs) And, you know, after this, a bunch of Marvel folks came out and basically... Like they 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 had variations on you're entitled to your wrong opinion, right? I think <laughs> everyone was very respectful because it's Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. but like you know, James Gunn disagreed. Samuel L. Jackson disagreed. Tony, not Tony Stark, um,
1: actual Tony Stark, Robert, Stark, Jr. Robert Jr. Robert Downey Jr.
0: <laughs> as you know, coming out and saying like, I mean, it plays in theaters. He said so. It's cinema. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about it, but first. Okay. All right. I want to side with Scorsese's point of view to okay. kick this off. So I mean obviously I, I think it they're cinema. I do because they're they're movies and they're playing in a in a movie theater.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think it's pretty low bar. <laughs> um I I I suspect that where he's coming from is that that there's a kind of business element that he wasn't really dealing with in the 70s when he was balling with Steven Spielberg and <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola and the likes, where the Marvel movies, and I enjoy movies. don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, like each one is kind of like a commercial for the next one in a way. I think there's this like commerce element to them mm-hmm. that even though they're great and I've, I've enjoyed it, I've enjoyed every one I've seen. Yeah. I really have. Um, I do see. I think what he's talking about with they're not really made to just be like emotional political statements by themselves, mm-hmm. or at least a lot of them aren't. So that's where I can sympathize with him. Yeah. What do you think, Mia Johnson?
1: Oh, <laughs> well, to me, this is one of those like, um, what's that? It's like the Grandpa Simpson meme, uh-huh. where it's like old man yells at clouds. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, just open that element and
1: I think uh, maybe to me I feel like it's more of like a like ooh you know the definition or the difference between like a highbrow movie versus just like a popular sure. everyday sort of movie. And I feel like this conversation came up definitely last year, whenever the year before, when people were like, "Well, should Black Panther be nominated for an Oscar?" Um, and to me, it it, it I don't know I, it just because it's like a trivial matter where it's like you know superheroes are for kids or whatever i think we've seen now that it it speaks way past that it speaks yeah. way past this just being like you know for my son or for my daughter or whatever it is and um who oh bill um how do you say that guy's name bill Mayer? Mm-hmm. Mar- Murray? Murray M- B- the guy who has- oh uh oh um bill, bill mayor Mayer. Mayer.
0: What, yeah real <laughs> time real bill time
1: Mayer. that guy he had come out last year I think this was last year as well. Just kind of saying like, you know, I don't know how people can like superheroes or something like that. Or like it, you know, it's, it's if there's not ever an, an
0: old man yells at cloud guy, it's definitely Bill Maher, Mayor me or whatever. Yeah. That guy is so yeah. up his own butt. But, but, that's like,
1: I but I think that just like overall, I don't think like, you know it's it's the worst movie it's not they're not making adam sandler movies here right (laughs) there are i think there are characters and these characters have emotional stakes and what you see when you really dive into the fandom is that these people are so invested in these characters and their journeys and their arcs um i mean similar to what you would see in harry potter or like i said
0: star wars so or i mean like who's to say that like you know black panther or far from home didn't touch somebody like um, like Raging Bull taught somebody back in the yeah, day. I mean, yeah. I-, I think like at the end of the day, it might be like a distinction without a difference. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, if these movies are inspiring people mm-hmm. and giving people, you know, great experiences, what's really the difference? Yeah. So- Although I I do think you can't draw a distinction.
1: Can't? Or what do you mean?
0: I do think again, I, I do see where he's coming from. Right. I, yeah, it- I-, I do think you can kind of look at what the Marvel movies are built on Mm -hmm. and say how it's different than something like the Irishman. Right. But I'm not sure it really matters.
1: Yeah. It's kind of hard because it's like, okay, you do have these basic narratives. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it is a basic narrative. Like, um you know it, it's a coming of age story like with spider-man or something um but yeah because they are like cloaked and covered in package mm-hmm. as a superhero narrative as well i think that's where it kind of like you know loses its its i wouldn't say value but you know people oh like, no, 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 knock no. Off I, a couple of points value. because of that so and i think it's just a stigma that you know maybe as time goes it on stigma, yeah. people begin to shake it off
0: but some great comments. Um, yeah, we'll read them. Yeah. But I, I have one more brilliant point to make. And then we're seeing things like Joker, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is a taxi driver remake with a superhero. Joker is a, is a is if Martin Scorsese directed a if Martin Scorsese directed a superhero movie, it would be Joker. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's basically a carbon copy.
1: That I want to I want to um, get out to see that this hmm? weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was interesting. But uh, I mean, it's weird because that is an attempt to like take a superhero movie and make it more like a Martin Scorsese type Exactly, yeah. So I think there's still plenty of room for, I think I said this another time in the recent past, for superhero things to grow out and become more than they are now. Yeah, yeah. Let's read some of these comments, because you guys are being very (laughs) subtle and very intelligent. Uh, Julie says, Marvel has a selective audience, but they are still movies. Yes, true. I get where he's coming from, though. I agree with you, Julie. I think we're on the same page. right and louise says i love martin scorsese and his films and marvel 2. everything has their place though i can watch both true i suppose marvel and now star wars are now a huge movie plan whereas he does one-offs it's different mm-hmm. yeah it's true each of the marvel films do stand out there is space for all of them and i agree with that yeah it's yeah. hard to you know not admire kevin feige and company for what they've done oh yeah. yeah but i also love what martin scorsese does i and do yeah, yeah th- there's plenty of room for both of it
1: it's yeah times are changing with these movies and trying to build their universes and things
0: and i mean that. i don't want scorsese's style to go like, I don't want it all to be, like, a giant shared universe epic plan thing.
1: Yeah. I
0: do yeah. want... There's
1: a time and a place for that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, his movies are definitely not that type of thing.
0: I um, mean, it is... Okay. Do um, <laughs> I have any other points about this before we can now move on to our final, yes. mo- easily most important segment of the episode? To do, that. Do, 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 do you have any other thoughts? Oh,
1: I, I don't. I think... Well, I'm eager to say, I, I think I know what you're going to talk about next.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, we only have one thing left. Okay. Um, so, our final bit. Oh, wait then. I do have something. Okay. Go ahead. It's fine. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I'm just shaking up the whole program today. <laughs> Adding on to the con things, and I yes. want to preview this for... Oh, yeah, yeah, We'll talk about it next week, is that um, we are getting two Game of Thrones stars coming to Chicago
0: It's all about Chicago this coming weekend,
1: yeah. Um, Kit Harington and Gwendolyn Christie are coming to Ace Comic Con, um, starting this Friday through Sunday. Very exciting! And so I will be there this weekend, so I will finally get to see some Game of Thrones cast members. Um,
0: Shove a microphone in his face.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wish so. um, Let's see, Kit taking the stage Sunday, I believe, and Gwendolyn is Saturday, and so I'm going to be live tweeting some of those um, panels. Uh, you can follow me at Miajmedia on Twitter, and I'll have all the updates for you all. So look Mia forward to J that media, Let's yeah, put it in the comments.
0: I mean, that's cool. i'm I'm kind of surprised Kit Harrington is is doing a con. yeah. I'm like it's like you know, I haven't heard of him doing many of those.
1: yeah, and it 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 will like mostly be for photo ops and for autographs and stuff like that. Uh, but I mean, hey, this is your chance to like see and take a picture with Kit Harrington. so i'm I wouldn't. Pass up on that. Topic. And I
0: mean, I, I'm not sure. If, I, I I think I, I want to say he's doing a panel, but honestly, you'd know better. He's than I doing
1: would. yeah, a um kind of just like a one off. It's him and probably a moderator, and sure. they'll just be talking.
0: You know, in the Stranger Cons thing, there's it wasn't even a moderator. They just got up on the stage and just like <laughs> here I am, and just like the tweens lined up to ask questions, and that was it. We'll see. <laughs> I, I would I would love that. I
1: would love either one. Just. It, you know what? I think it'll be interesting, though, because he wasn't at San Diego Comic-Con, and he's coming he to this, not, no. which is pretty monumental. So, finally. It was just him. So, yeah. That's, we'll that's see, we'll a big see bet what he says. Get.
0: It's all about Chicago this week. <laughs> yeah. George R. R. Martin's here. Stranger Con's here. Kit, Kit Harington Quentin Quindle yeah. are here. It's the best place. Okay. Anyway, finally, um, because a single person said they liked it when we did uh, fashion analyses, Yeah, um, I thought we'd throw this on the end of this episode. Um, Just because I saw Gwendolyn Christie in this outfit at the premiere of a movie, mm. and I was like, hot damn, that's a great-ass <laughs> outfit. So, what are we talking about? So, welcome to Take the Black Fashion, fashion. Recap. We don't have a name for it yet. Mm. If we to suggest something. Okay. Roll the image of Ms. Gwendolyn Christie at the premiere of her movie, uh, The Personal History of David Copperfield, which oh. is from uh, Amano Iannucci of Veep, who I love. Yeah. Um, holy crap. My heart. <laughs> look at that. Oh. I'm just going to sit there, look at it for a second. I love it. I love how sculptured it is. Yeah. I love how there's so much, like, shape to yeah. it. Like, it fits her body nice, but it's also got, like, these... Like, these kind of, like, flares out. Yeah. Have you ever been to Midway Airport?
1: Yes, I know what you're talking about. Oh,
0: yes. Chicago again. And there's that long, like, conveyor (laughs) belt that goes under the two terminals. Uh And there's, like, squiggly lights above it.
1: Yeah, it looks like that. It's like she's wearing that. Except a lot more tasteful. And I (laughs) just love, again, how, just, like, wherever she's at, it looks like she just exudes so much confidence. Like, head up, shoulders back. And she's like... I know I'm rocking this. You don't even have to tell
0: me. It's 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 like it's like a part of a magic eye poster almost. It, it is like these squiggles like... and like I know I'm not going to see anything if I look at it, but I'm going to yeah. keep staring at it until yeah. I have to stop. Like yeah, it's that's a remarkably good oh, looking gown.
1: Yeah, she she really knows how to command the room. I love her so much. <laughs> wow. Apparently, she's
0: like married to a fashion de- or not. I, I think she's a partner with a fashion designer. Oh, okay. So which could explain some why she always yeah. looks so ridiculously good. Yeah. And then, you know, there's also a picture of her on her uh, her new uh, on this movie personnel, David Copperfield, where she's like, you know, in costume. <laughs> right. not a costume but just shows you how versatile oh, yes. one person can be. Got the black little bobby hair and the I don't know, old timey English cover everything collared dress. And she still looks pretty good.
1: Yes, and still <laughs> my heart goes out to her. Yeah, I'm
0: not saying we're going to do this every week, but I saw that gown this week and I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Let's talk about that for yeah. a second. Awesome. It's really good.
1: Oh, wow. All
0: right. All and right. that's that well, was Take the Black Fashion Recap. Fashion moment.
1: <laughs> it's very aggressive, but we'll- <laughs> it's fun.
0: If anybody has a fun name for it, feel free to suggest it because I don't know. <laughs> I-, I want some kind of pun, when I can't think yeah. Of one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, any other thoughts before we sign off? And again, song song Man and Josh in hiatus. But oh, have you started the reading the book yet?
1: You know what? What was that? You gave it to me like last week.
0: Yeah. It must have been last week. Yeah.
1: So no. <laughs> <laughs> if only I weren't so busy. I had a lot of stuff to yes, do this weekend. True. I went to Ikea this weekend. I had to build my, well, my dad built my stuff. So there's a lot of stuff going on. So like George R. R. Martin, though, or unlike him, I will find the time <laughs> <laughs> to get through this material. <laughs> okay,
0: perfect. Love it. All, All right. right. Well, now what happens, we'll, and when that happens we'll have a song of Dan and Mia back Uh, until then we'll be back next week with more Song of Ice and Fire news more Game of Thrones discussion, more fantasy and sci-fi forecasting and important information we hope you'll join us uh, here at 4pm Central Standard Time on our Facebook page otherwise there is uh, (laughs) we're available on iTunes, Google Play where podcasts are sold or downloaded and we'll talk to you soon bye everybody Bye, bye